Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how you doing today, sir? <laughs> I couldn't even not laugh like after asking. Uh, yeah, I mean, this whole, this whole coronavirus has turned everybody's lives upside down and my life is fully upside down so i am uh, uh uh thoroughly looking forward to a quick 20 minute reprieve to talk about cowboys football as opposed to uh work anything else night, anything nightmare. else yes literally anything else at this point yeah. right um so as of today we're recording this on friday afternoon here on the east coast time uh the nfl free agency is still planning on going forward on uh monday uh, the players are expected to vote on the new CBA, I believe, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Uh, teams can start putting franchise tags on players. Uh, we should get some more news over the weekend about how free agency and all that kind of stuff is going to play out. Yesterday, we did our kind of preview of free agency, looking at all 33 of the Cowboys free agents. Today, Landon, we're going to look at a few guys that we think the Cowboys could potentially target in free agency, outside free agents that they could potentially bring in. Um, and I think it's pretty safe to say we don't expect the Cowboys to be major players in free agency. They're not going to go after the elite, elite prospects such as, you know, a Jadavion Clowney or maybe a Jason Pierre-Paul or those kind of guys. But there are a number of guys uh, maybe in that mid-range that they could go after. Uh, and I put together five names uh, of guys that I think would fit well. And I'm going to give them to you. You talk about how they may fit, and then we'll move on. Uh, my first note. Well, real that, quick, I, yeah, yeah. I would like to, I would like to add an addendum that they are actually going after premium free agents. It's just their own, like you know, right? right. I mean, yeah, that's 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 what I meant. They, like they're the probably going to sign the, the the two top sure. free agents in sure, the market. Sure. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean is more outside yes, free of course. agents, right? Of course, Those, they're probably going to be looking for guys between the you know minimum contract all the way up to maybe seven, eight, maybe even nine million dollars uh, a season. Um, I wanted to first throw in this note. Uh, I was looking over all the free agents on offense and why I think there's certainly some lower-end guys they could target. It doesn't feel like that's a spot where they're going to spend money. You could maybe make the case for a tight end if there's one of those guys out there that you really like. But for the most part, the Cowboys are bringing back enough pieces on offense uh, that they should be good. So my five free agents are on defense, and let's start with defensive tackle. Um, Landon, the first guy that I have... Uh, is Danny Shelton, who played with New England Patriots last year. Um, I think he is going to get a decent-sized contract in free agency, but I don't think he's one of these premier defensive tackles that's going to get you know, $12, $13, $14 million a season. He's not in the same category as like a DJ Reader or a Javon Hargrave or even like a Marcel Darius. How do you think Danny Shelton would fit in here? I think, you know, there's clearly been a, a, a concerted effort by the you know the coaches that have been interviewed that or the, the McClay or Stephen Jones anyone who's been interviewed to kind of point out the fact that you know the one thing that the one bone that we will be thrown as to you know what kind of defensive changes should we expect 
and and as it has been about you know maybe getting a little bit bigger at tackle at defensive tackle yeah absolutely uh, so you know obviously a guy like Danny Shelton truly fits the build there I mean it's six two three forty plus. Uh, you know, he's a run stuffing, uh, 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 you know, kind of nose tackle, one technique, uh, zero technique guy. Uh, I think he can actually provide a little bit of pass rush. I mean, just, you know, maybe just a, a little bit of a push the pocket situation. Yeah, especially on like first and second downs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not like, you know, if you're throwing the ball on first and second down, he's not going to be completely worthless. I, I'm not putting him out there on third mm-hmm. down specifically for packages. But, I mean, you know, he's not going to be uh, a waste of space, uh, a lot of space, while he's out there uh, if there's if there was a pass rush snap. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, I like Danny Shelton as that kind of – as a fit in that kind of uh, 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 mold of, of, you know, a, a run stuffer, uh, the guy that that could come in and, and really kind of shore up the uh, – the, at least the run, the, the run defense element of the middle of this defense – you know, which which had been problematic at points. You know, if you look back at what you know had happened with this mm-hmm. defense, especially near the end of the season, being able to stop the run was a huge problem for this defense. So maybe a guy like this kind of helps you know stop the bleeding there, or at least prevents teams from specifically trying to just run the ball down your throat in a way where the the defense can't stop them. Yeah, I I just don't feel like Shelton is going to be a guy that commands a lot of money on the open market you know again probably somewhere between six seven million uh still one of the better run stuffers in the nfl he's definitely improved over the last couple years Uh, i know when he was in cleveland he was kind of considered a bust Um, but i think if you bring in danny shelton and you bring back antoine woods you probably can piece together that one technique spot well enough right to, to be effective and that's that's what we're really looking for here is the combination of Danny Shelton and Antoine Woods, can that get you through games? Can that be suitable? I, I think that makes some sense. Um, let's go ahead and move on to my next guy. And again, we're looking for cheaper outside free agents, maybe some guys with a higher ceiling, uh, maybe some guys that can play multiple positions because we know Mike Nolan wants to have a versatile multiple defense. We've actually talked about this guy before on the show. What about Vic Beasley as a one-year rental? See what he looks like in this scheme. If you don't bring back Robert Quinn, maybe he can give you a little bit of speed off the edge. What do you think about Vic Beasley on like a team-friendly contract? Uh, you know, I think that he is a guy that is, you know, because of his kind of unique body type and, and, and play styling, right? I, I think he is not going to get uh, – uh, he's going to have a very limited uh, uh, market. Right? Yeah, we like, even saw that. We even saw that the trade deadline last year. They, they yeah. were trying to shop him for a third, or you know, a day three pick. Nobody would take him. Yeah, and I so I I wonder if that is specifically just a fit issue, is more than a you know a, uh, a talent or lack of, thereof issue. So yeah, I think you could potentially get a guy like Vic Beasley who. You know, at different points, was considered very highly as a pass rusher. Sure, uh, I think you could potentially get a look at him for you know pretty good deal, and I think that would be a good fit. You know, even even if you maybe even if you were able to find a way to, to get Quinn back, you know, if, yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's just because he may be so cheap, you might be able to still be able to get him. But especially if you can't afford Quinn, you know, you get you get Beasley. Uh, you hope that that uh, uh, Gregory can come back. You've got Dor- Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, 
uh, and then maybe you draft a guy. And I think between that, you, you, you've got enough to kind of cobble together a solution, uh, at least at this point. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say is you just don't have many guys in your team that really fit that right defensive end mold, right? I mean, they cut, Dorrance Armstrong's probably more of a left defensive end. He maybe could do it. Uh, Joe Jackson is definitely a left defensive end. Tyrone Crawford uh, has played right defensive end before, but he's probably better on that left side as well. Beasley at least gives you some speed, some athleticism. If you're trying to have some more 3-4 looks, he can certainly play that 3-4 outside linebacker. Again, I don't expect him to be somebody who gets a lot of money in free agency, but we've seen what his peak can be. He had eight sacks last year. He's had a season with 15 before. Maybe this is somebody who, in a different situation with a different defensive coordinator, uh, could kind of revitalize his career. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about three more free agents in the secondary. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL. Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, I think cornerback is going to be a spot where the Cowboys have to add a veteran cornerback or two, uh, considering they're probably going to lose Byron Jones. We talked about potentially bringing back Anthony Brown yesterday. Um, I've got just a couple names that maybe make some sense. Uh, An older one and then a younger one. We'll start with this one. What about Jimmy Smith of the Baltimore Ravens? It, it doesn't appear they're going to be able to re-sign him considering uh, they have Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Carr, who has been playing well. They also paid Tavon Young as their nickel cornerback. Uh, Jimmy Smith is a pretty good corner when he's healthy, but that's been the problem is his health. Would you be willing to take a you know short one, two-year deal on Jimmy Smith, who has been one of the better man-to-man corners in the NFL? Yeah, I mean... He, uh, you know, I think he's very mercurial, you know, it's like mm-hmm. he kind of is very up and down and some of that's injury. Some of it is, uh, you know, other stuff. Uh, I, I, I think that if you're looking for a boom or bust swing, you know, cause, uh, if you want to replace that kind of talent, uh, I think he could definitely be a guy that comes in and gives you some good snaps, uh, mixed in with, with, a, in a crew. Uh, I don't know that he's at the spot now where you want him, you know, kind of as your, Featured number one. Corner, yeah, I don't you know? think you're relying on him, but I think yeah. every game that he plays, he's probably one of your top two cornerbacks, right? Yeah, probably. And, and so I think you, you you get him into the mix, and, and depending on what his number is, I think he would be a, a good addition to the the group. Uh, he kind of has you know similar. Uh, uh, well, I mean, actually, now that Byron's gone, it's like 
he's he's not as similar because Jordan Lewis is is actually shorter and yeah. dealing with all that. So, but I, yeah, I mean, I think in general, uh, uh, I think it would be a good injection. I, I I like this idea of this kind of level of corner talent, maybe a vet that is willing to work for a little bit cheaper, being injected into a, a room full of younger up and coming uh defensive backs as they as they kind of continue to get more and more snaps. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy Smith is one of those guys where I, I he's only played like nine games last year, twelve the year before that, twelve the year before that, eleven before he's been suspended a couple times, so that kinda uh changes those numbers a little bit, but I don't expect him to get a ton of money. If you're looking to kind of just piece together a secondary heading into free agency, I think Jimmy Smith does make some sense. Uh, I, I had a couple other names. These weren't part of my five, but if the Cowboys are looking for maybe younger guys with maybe a little bit more upside, a Trey Waynes makes some sense from the Vikings. He's a really athletic cornerback. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, another one from the Vikings, uh, who can maybe play in the slot, can play outside as well. Uh, that's going to be a position where I have no idea what some of those guys are going to go for in free agency, but it will be interesting to see you know, in the second, third wave which ones of those are available. All right, finishing up here, I actually have two safeties. Uh, these two guys are a little different from one another, but they I think they both fit with Xavier Woods well. Uh, let's start with Carl Joseph from the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, played really well last year until he got hurt. Uh, played excellent in 2018. Uh, he's an undersized safety, but his best play comes in the box. Uh, just an absolute enforcer, can play as a nickel linebacker. How do you like the fit of Joseph and Woods in the secondary? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like that fit a lot. I've uh, been a big fan of bringing Carl Joseph in. I think the number will be right. I think the fit will be really good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of this one. I, I, I when you brought it up originally, I've, it's been rattling around in my head this whole time. And I think yeah, he, this could be a good fit for him. I think their 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 skill sets, like you mentioned, will complement each other a lot. Uh, and I think Johnson will give uh, 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 Joseph will give the the Cowboys something uh, in the box that they've missed a little bit, and that's uh, kind of a, a, a reliable physical force, but a guy who can also uh, uh, you know, be not be a liability in coverage. You know, I think he he yeah, actually yep. can, can be a def- decent guy in coverage, especially in the box. Couple things really quickly. Um, we know that the Cowboys had interest in Carl Joseph before in the tw- 2016 draft. Uh, he was their 19th rated player on the board. Um, he had a second round grade for the Cowboys. I'm not sh- so sure how much that matters now that we're, what, five years removed from that draft. Uh, we have a different scheme. But it is, you know, interesting to note that there was certainly people in that front office that thought very, very highly of Carl Joseph. Uh, so I do think that makes some sense. Again, I don't see him getting a monster deal. Uh, I, I see him as somebody, again, probably in that five to, you know, seven, eight million dollar deal. I think he can play with Woods extremely well. Um, the last guy that I have is another in-the-box safety um, who actually can give you some stuff on special teams as well. What about Adrian Phillips of the Chargers? I know our friend John Owning was campaigning for him last year. Yeah. He signed like a one-year, $2 million deal. Is that somebody you're interested in bringing in this year? Yeah, I mean, he played fantastic last year. John wasn't wrong. Like, I mean, it, I think he had a really good season last year with uh, with chair, with the the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, you 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 definitely called the 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 Raiders Las Vegas Raiders Raiders without even missing a beat. And I'm still yeah. stumbling over the Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers part. And I live in Los Angeles. 
Uh, no, I think that I, I think that you know Phillips obviously got a, a little bit of benefit from being surrounded by an incredible amount of talent last year. Absolutely, sure. Uh, so that's certainly something to keep in mind. But at the same time, I still think that you know at 28 years old, I think he can still come in and be a uh, a guy who is a uh, leader who's you know and and is someone who is. I mean, you want to talk about being good in coverage. He was even better than in coverage than Joseph was last year, I, yeah. I think. Just, you know, if you're simply looking at BFF grades uh, and how much you want to invest in that. But uh, I think. also that, gives you that ability to play in the box, right? Because he was the safety that they used against the Ravens in 2018, right? He was the one that kind of came down and played like the nickel linebacker spot. Well, and the funny thing, too, about him is that, you know, he's actually a little bit bigger than Carl Joseph. Yeah, you know? he is. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got like five or six pounds on him. So. Uh, it, no, you know, normally when you watch him play, I see him playing at least before last year. I saw him more as a bigger free safety, like a heftier free safety. Now I can see it, like just because of the way his playing style. But now after watching him play a little bit more in the box and doing some of that stuff, I definitely think he could be a very versatile guy that comes down to the box. And if you need to do split safety looks, he could do that. Uh, I, you know, I'm interested to see exactly what his market is. Yeah, I think. I think the way that the Cowboys are going to look at this free agency period, if I had to guess, they're going to look at safeties that probably can play in the box, considering that's what Xavier Woods' strength uh, maybe isn't, right? He's better as a true free safety. Maybe they try to get a little bit more size uh, down there rather than having Jeff Heath uh, playing in the box. So I think somebody like Phillips or Carl Joseph or somebody like that, I think maybe makes some sense for Dallas. Again, I don't think they're going to spend a ton of money on outside free agents, but the five guys that we just listed here, I think those are very reasonable type of stopgap players that they go after from year to year to plug holes before the draft. I think that's you know a Danny Shelton or an Adrian Phillips or even a Vic Beasley. I think those are types of players that the Cowboys can they usually target that I think would make a lot of sense. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download the Locked On Cowboys podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back on Monday to talk about any free agency news, any CBA news that happens over the weekend. Uh, We're expecting the Cowboys to potentially franchise Dak Prescott uh, maybe on Saturday or Sunday. Again, we'll keep you guys updated there. Make sure you follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Again, follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.